0: Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and um, it's interesting to this hour, we are going to focus on a variety of different uh, issues that all involve criminal activity. Now, I'm certainly not saying that I'm condoning criminal activity, (laughs) certainly not. I realize there are times in the culture when it is necessary to stand up and take a uh, uh, make a stand or a statement for things that are wrong in the culture. And just because we have a legal system here in the United States or in different parts of the world, and that legal system says, this is legal, this is not legal. This is where the biblical worldview plays out so perfectly for us. And, and with so many younger people who are saying, oh, I don't really follow a biblical worldview. I tried Jesus, didn't work for me. The Bible's a history book, et cetera, et cetera. Consider this fact. We have a legal system here in the United States that's based on a concept of right and wrong that is a biblical concept. It doesn't mean that everybody who lives in this country follows this, and it doesn't mean that everybody believes it, but this is the two two worlds, if you will, that uh, Martin Luther talks about and many other famous theologians have talked about as well. As Christians, we are citizens of heaven, we are residents, Of earth that's why when we pray the lord's prayer thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven we believe that there's a you know that there's the eternal life that's playing out right now in heaven and the spiritual realm and then there is a temporal life or life that we can see playing out right here whenever someone says you know gotta watch out for the secular world those are kind of it's kind of redundant it's kind of like saying cassette tape um, atm machine pin number you know those things the M and ATM stands for Automatic teller Machine. That's why, and the PIN, Personal Identification Number. So anyway, but I digress. The, um, <laughs> I chuckle because I have so many conversations with family and friends that kind of wander off this way and they go, why do you do that? And I'm like, well, listen to the show. Okay, anyway, uh, when it comes to temporal law versus eternal law, God writes his natural law, what he says are right and wrong, is right and wrong on the hearts of everyone he creates. The question is, are we going to follow it or not? I was watching a fascinating podcast last week uh, featured a gentleman who had been part, he was the uh, executive producer of the uh, White Horse Inn radio program uh, and now is an apologist. And he was on with Elisa Childers, who's been on the Bottom Line Show several times. uh, She of the Zoe Girl fame, and I found out just recently her dad is Chuck Gerard from Love Song. Alicia has been making, oh, Lisa, rather, has been making serious headway as an apologist, and uh, she's been on here a couple times on the program to talk about apologetics, biblical worldview, how she almost got sucked into a woke Christian congregation and became a progressive Christian. It's a fascinating testimony. But she was discussing with this apologist uh, regarding right and wrong, good and bad, you know, evil, et cetera. And she made a very interesting point that I want to stress here before we go any further in this whole conversation about good and bad and law and order. And that is, she said, you got to remember in James, when James is talking about his ch- James chapter 2, when the apostle says, hey, um, you know, there are people who are saying, you know, I'm a believer because I have faith and I'm asking you to show me your deeds. Now, there are some strains of Christianity that believe that the deeds are more important than the faith. Like you have to do stuff, whether you believe it or not, whether you want to or not, you have to do stuff and that makes God happy. That's Torah obedience in the Old Testament where literally God, if you obeyed God, he blessed you and if you disobeyed him, he cursed you. But now under the new covenant, Jesus is the Passover lamb sacrificed once and for all for the uh, forgiveness of our sin pays the penalty for our sin. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life in John 14. No one comes to the Father except through me. There are that, that Even if you want to, it gets kind of sketchy and scary when you say all roads will lead to heaven, but there's only one way in, and that's Jesus Christ. Ultimately, people are going to be left at the doorstep and heading to eternal torment if they don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, if they don't believe that he paid the penalty for your sin and my sin on the cross, if you don't believe that his sacrificial death makes the atoning sacrifice so that you can have everlasting life and so that I can as well. And, and Elisa said, you know, you look at James chapter 2, and James asks the question rhetorically, you say you believe in God? And then his response is, good, so do the demons, and they shudder in his presence. And then you make this whole laundry list of who God is, who Jesus is, and the demons all knew Jesus. How many times do you see this in the New Testament? Take the Gerasian demoniac, for example, the man of the tombs, if you will. He's tormented by so many uh, demons that they refer to themselves in one voice as legion, as in legion of soldiers, uh, squadron, if you will. I think the, the, the gospel writers say, uh, you know, Jesus says, who are you? And and the, they say, legion, because we are many. Like, it's just a passing thing. If you can imagine these hundreds of voices, these demonic voices all crying out as one. And what do they say? What do you want from us, Jesus of Nazareth? The demons in the who have it, possessed the guarantee demoniac are coming before Jesus. They throw him down on the ground. Not Jesus, but the man. And they ask, they cry out in a loud voice. They say, what do you want with us, Jesus? They know exactly who he is. They know that he's the son of God. They know that he has the power to cast them away, that he has the power to conquer them in that moment. And now these big, tough demons that were tormenting this guy are literally pleading for their collective lives, saying, please don't throw us into the abyss. Don't kill us. Please send us into that herd of pigs. And that's what he does. Now, it's interesting when you look at that and you wonder how many people have had knowledge of the Lord. Take a guy like Ravi Zacharias, for example. Oh, tragic story. Ravi Zacharias, one of the greatest Bible teachers, one of the greatest apologists, expositors of Scripture that the world has ever seen. And upon his death, the world found out exactly who Ravi Zacharias really was. This is a man who could rightly divide scripture. This, he made so many, I mean, I, I've recommended and played, and uh, we eulogized him here on the Bottom Line Show. This man had such a gift at preaching the gospel, telling people what they needed to do to go to heaven. I, I would be willing to wager that thousands of people have a saving faith in Christ now because of the testimony of Ravi Zacharias. And yet, Ravi Zacharias, the Bible teacher, did not match Ravi Zacharias, the sexual predator, Ravi Zacharias, the man who had a quote-unquote back problem and needed to have a masseuse with him, Ravi Zacharias, who invested in massage parlors, which is the polite term for houses of ill repute, that ministry money had gone to pay for these things. Oh, it gets worse. A woman and her husband wound up becoming supporters of the ministry. You could read all this at Julie Roy's report. It's all over the internet now. But when it was discovered that Ravi Zacharias had an inappropriate sexual relationship with the wife of the couple that he befriended and brought into his close inner circle, and then basically she was served with a nondisclosure agreement, an NDA, and forced to, they basically bought her silence. Now you ask the question, okay, well, everything that he did, didn't we cast out demons in your name, Lord? Didn't we preach the gospel? And what is God going to say to Ravi Zacharias? Depart from me, I never knew you. And yet, why do we act so surprised? I mean, here I am. I'm preaching to myself right now. Why do we act so surprised when a situation like this arises? And we, we see that and we're, okay, I'm still heartbroken over the fact that I, I shared an elevator with Ravi Zacharias once. I interviewed him for the, for, not for this program, but another program that I, I hosted many, many years ago. I've, I have got to shake his hand. I mean, I remember thinking when he, he passed away, wow, he's one of the greatest Bible teachers of our lifetime, and then to find out who he really was, and to remember that ominous euphemism, it's impossible to be in public, but you are not in private. And so God used Ravi Zacharias to lead other people to him, but what does Paul say about beating your body and making it your slave so that when the race is run, you will not forfeit your own reward? Oh, It's just, it's, it's heartbreaking to think. And yet here's the reason why, the reason why we shouldn't be so surprised that this type of stuff happens with people who are professing Christians. You ready? Because look at the criminal activity in God's word. Look at what the Bible says about how the men and women of God who were called according to his purpose broke the law. Look at the people who were affiliated with God or affiliated with God's family who broke the law, and yet God still continued to use them. God continued to bless them. What was it that made their lives different than regular people who just actually, um, you know, outside of Christ, went ahead and broke the law anyway? I mean, our sinful fallen nature keeps us from dwelling in God's presence. Dr. Bruce Becker is part of Time of Grace Ministries. He served in the administrative role for many, many years, kind of keeping the whole organization together. He started doing a Bible Threads podcast where he started looking at pieces of scripture and actually has written a book now on what he calls the true crimes of the Bible, scandal, murder, adultery, forgiveness, faith, and hope. These are 10 different stories that some will be familiar to you and some will not. The book, by the way, is sold out, but we have a copy of it that we're giving away today. Super excited. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, Dr. Bruce Becker joins me to talk about these true crimes of the Bible and how we as Christians can process the fact that David was a man after God's own heart, yet committed adultery and broke God's law. How does that square? We'll talk about that next as the bottom line continues. 800-696-9970 or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate backed 6% investment account. Wilson Financial Services for simply better alternatives. One of the best parts about scripture is how true to life it really is. And one of the things that we appreciate here at the Bottom Line Show is being able to speak with uh, uh, men and women who understands uh, understand how relevant it is to uh, Everything that we're dealing with in today's life, there's literally nothing new under the sun. Dr. Dr. Bruce Becker is with me today. He's a highly regarded church consultant. He is part of the, uh, he's actually current executive vice president of operations at Time of Grace Ministry, and uh, he is the author of a brand new book called True Crimes of the Bible, Scandal, Murder, Adultery, Forgiveness, Faith, and Hope. And we have a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Dr. Bruce Becker, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Well, thanks very much, Roger, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You have a great radio voice, so obviously you've done some broadcasting before. Am I correct? No, only on interviews. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and there's a podcast as well that I understand was kind of the genesis for all of this. Talk about that, if you would. Yeah. the
1: About three, a little more than three years ago, I was asked to kind of shift my role from being uh, running the day-to-day operations to producing content, uh, both uh, books, books, uh, writing books for the ministry, and then also starting a podcast. Uh, I was real skeptical at that time, wondering who in the world is going to want to listen to a podcast by me. So, but it, is, it has been wonderful. It's been a real blessing and uh, reaching reaching people with uh, the podcast.
0: It's called uh, Bible Threads with Dr. Bruce Becker. Okay, and we'll have that link up at thebottomlineshow.com. When we think about crime, we often, you know, we think about God's Word as a source of encouragement, a source of refreshment. And yet there's always somebody in the back of the room who says, yeah, but what about Cain and Abel? What about you know some of the things that actually uh, look a little bit more like real life? You've identified 10 of these true crimes from Scripture that are now in this book called True Crimes of the Bible, which is up at the thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, talk about the approach that you had in terms of not just reading the story and saying here it is, but actually helping us kind of get beneath the surface and understand the nature of these crimes
1: first of all to to do a series like this is just that the bible is real it doesn't uh, yep. whitewash it it doesn't hide anything it puts it all out there in black and white sometimes too much black and white mm-hmm. yeah uh, but in doing this i wanted to see uh the the reaction that god had to the particular crime and it, it became real clear real fast that god does not did not react in the same way to every crime It had a lot to do with the individual and that individual's relationship with the Lord God. And then, of course, wanted to, you know, to think through, well, does this apply to me? Uh, Could I commit uh, such a crime uh, as they did in the Bible?
0: And the bottom line answer to that is yes. Mm-hmm. I, we're talking with Dr. Bruce Becker today here on The Bottom Line. The book, True Crimes of the Bible, is up at the thebottomlineshow.com. Give us an example of kind of how you your approach to going through something like this, because not every one of the crimes that you're identifying here is a Christian against another Christian, or I should say a, a person of God against another person of God. There are some believers involved. There are some unbelievers. And I'm sure there are some people are saying, you know, there, there's always that what about is. And there's some guy from the New York Times who says, well, I found this part of the Bible and it says this, therefore, you Christians are horrible uh, help us understand why it's important to know the context of each of these but pick, pick one for example and maybe walk us through it
1: well the first one that i start with is cain and abel where you have sure. the first uh, the first murder and it all stemmed from cain being angry with god because god did not accept his offering the way he accepted his brother's uh offering and so he might have been angry with God, but he took it out on his on his brother and right. and mur- and murdered him. And uh God's reaction to that uh, is one of judgment, not one of grace and and mercy. And the reason for that is because Cain's heart was cold to the Lord God. He did not have a living faith and trust in the Lord God. And so God's response in his case, Was one of judgment, and you know he's out in into the world. God does show some mercy in putting a a mark on him uh, that nobody was to uh, uh, to kill him like he had killed his brother.
0: Mm. Now that you mentioned that as a sign of mercy, I also thought that might have been part of the punishment, saying, "Hey, no, you're going to have to live with this for a while." Um, But you know, it does show that God treats every situation. Mm You know, with, with, from his perfect perspective, there are many people who would look at the crimes that are committed here in the culture today and say, what's a Christian response to someone taking the life of another? Would we be able to surmise, Dr. Bruce Becker, from the uh, your new book, The True Crimes of the Bible, that we're, our justice system is based more on a biblical worldview as opposed to—I mean, a lot of times we say these are biblical principles that establish American law— are we missing the mark on that one? Maybe in not giving God enough credit for His holiness and mercy in some cases, and His judgment and condemnation in others.
1: I go back to uh, the fact that God is God, and that He uh, He can do what God wants to do. And so if God wants to show mercy to somebody, and there's plenty of examples of that, he can show mercy. Right. If he wants to show, make an example or to uh, demonstrate his justice, um, then he does that. Uh, he, God on Mount Sinai gave to Moses the Ten Commandments, and right. one of those commandments is uh, the commandment against uh, murder. Uh, and he's trying to protect uh, uh, the gift of life. And so that has been true uh, throughout history, is is that God wants us to protect life. Civilized societies want to uh, protect life as well.
0: We're talking about stories that in some cases are thousands of years old. And in, for many of us, we will look at this and say, okay, I get it, God's eternal. But times have changed. You don't see as many people doing the types of things that say Cain and Abel did. Um, But then again, you know, if God's eternal and we are temporal, then, you know, maybe that thousands of years is like just a day in God's economy. How does what you've discovered in your True Crimes, uh, with your Bible Threads podcast, with the True Crimes of the Bible book, Dr. Bruce Becker, how can, what can we take away from the way god has judged people during you know, the these the committing of these crimes uh, that we can actually apply today instead of just saying well I, don't, I know about cain and abel for example but that was a long time ago
1: well there's nothing new under the sun as king solomon the wisest man who ever lived said um but uh you know any one of us is capable of committing a crime like this hmm. um Cain did not have a relationship with with God. I'll give you another example. Maybe that'll help uh, clarify it a bit. We we go to Moses, okay, and mm, Moses yeah. um, is is born. He's raised in Pharaoh's household, um, and he gets to be forty years old. And somewhere along the line, God said, "You're going to lead my people out of uh, out of Egypt." So he's walking around one day, and he sees uh, an Egyptian. Um, taskmaster beating on an Israelite. So he goes up there and he, and he kills the man, thinking that, hey, I'm ready to go. Well, his timing was a bit different uh, than God's timing. In fact, Moses was 40 years too early. Hmm. Um, and so what God did is he showed love and mercy to Moses and uh, he actually allowed it to be revealed that Moses had killed this guy, and Moses says, i got to hightail it out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. die. Pharaoh wants to kill me now. So he went to Midian um, for the next 40 years, and it wasn't until he was 80 years old that God was finally ready to have him lead Israel out of Egypt. So there's, that's an example of God's timetable, God's love, his mercy, his caring for
0: somebody like Moses, who whom he called uh, to be a leader. That's great insight from Dr. Bruce Becker today here on The Bottom Line, the host of the Bible Threads podcast and the author of the brand new book called True Crimes of the Bible. We have a link for this book up at the thebottomlineshow.com. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to take a look at one of the family stories that... Quite frankly, if you don't see your family in this guy's family, then you don't know what I'm talking about. And (laughs) And how is it that we could refer to this guy as a man after God's own heart when his family is such a disaster? We'll talk about that with Dr. Bruce Becker coming up next as The Bottom Line continues.
2: Don't believe your insurance company is looking out for you. They're not. They want you to call them after you're in an accident, but you shouldn't handle that alone. That's where Stephanie Cover of Cover Law shines. With 20 years of insurance industry experience, she knows all the angles and will fight for your rights. Insurance companies pretend to be your partner, but in reality their primary goal is to pay you as little as possible. When you work with Cover Law, Stephanie becomes your negotiator, and the insurance companies must talk to her, not you. You need to rest and heal. Stephanie is different from other attorneys. She's fully invested in your legal, medical, financial, emotional, and spiritual needs. After an accident, you don't want to deal with insurance adjusters who want to minimize your payout. So don't wait. Contact Cape Bright's personal injury attorney today at KayBrightRadio.com slash CoverLaw. You won't pay a dime to talk to someone who truly cares about your healing.
0: Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, Dr. Bruce Becker, my guest today here on the program. The book is called uh, "True Crimes of the Bible, and it's from Time of Grace Ministries, and it it basically just tells the truth about what God's people have done, uh, what crimes have been committed against God's people, but more importantly, Bruce has been hosting a, a podcast for a little over a decade, the Bible Threads podcast. And he has been looking at these cases of crime and uh, as we were sharing, uh, he said, you know, there are way more than 10 stories <laughs> in scripture about how the crimes that God's people commit. And yet you s- see that sometimes it uh, it's something that is held against them. And other times it's something that is, uh, that I don't wanna say it works in their favor, but it do- God doesn't hold it against them, makes it more of a teachable moment. And so it was in his research that he uh, realized there were 10 Uh, that were worth profiling, and in all honesty, there are more, and I'm sure there's a volume two in the works. We do have a copy of this book to give away at 800-227-5278, and I know a lot of times um, I hear from bottom line listeners a lot who say, hey, thank you for talking about the resources that you do. Please understand, though, that uh, one guy was telling me in particular, he says, I've got a list a mile long of books I want to buy. (laughs) I don't have the time or the money to read them all right now. But uh, these are all so interesting. And trust me, how do you think my day is like, right? Tamara and I get just bombarded with emails and book pitches and things like that, and they all look so good. We only have 90 minutes every day to focus on them. But in the case of Dr. Bruce Becker's book, True Crimes of the Bible, um, we only have one copy. And Time of Grace Ministries, this has been such a a popular item that they are literally sold out right now. So it's a very hot commodity, and that's why I'm honored that we have one to give away today here on The Bottom Line Show. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to The Bottom Line. We're giving away one copy of Dr. Bruce Becker's book, uh, True Crimes of the Bible. You know, I want to take the final moments here of this segment before we get into this conversation with Bruce to talk to you honestly About something that has been a concern of mine for many years, ever since I started working with Prison Fellowship Ministries uh, more than 30 years ago. And that is, I'm not working with them now, I did for a time. And that is, how do you deal with the people in your church, in your community, in your family who have committed a crime or have been convicted of a crime? And I'm careful to delineate between the two. Because the criminal justice system in the United States, I think there are really good men and women who are judges and lawyers and police officers, detectives. But you can, the more you study it and the more closely you look underneath the hood, as it were, you can see where the system can be corrupted and has been corrupted in certain areas. But I know it's really tough. When I worked with PF, one of the biggest challenges that we faced was... The church that was more than happy to send volunteers to come to prison to minister to the men and women behind bars, lead them in Bible studies, singing songs, etc., etc. But once those people were released after they after the offender had paid his or her penalty debt to society, they'd show up at church and all of a sudden the church was like, Hey, what are you doing here? May I remind each of us, and I'm preaching to myself as much as to anyone else, that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and by definition. The sin that we commit against God is a sin that we can't pay the penalty for. There's no amount of time in hell. There's no amount of time in prison. There's no amount of money that we could pay to ever wipe the slate clean. But there is the blood of Jesus Christ available to you and to me for the forgiveness of sin. And when we are washed in that blood, literally covered in it in the same way that the the, the posts were covered in the Old Testament during the Passover time. I think of the uh, woman I spoke with who literally keeps a brush on hand and she will, with her kids, kind of paint their shoulders, their back, as if to say, you are covered with the blood of Christ. That's what pays the penalty for our sins. So if we look at people who have been incarcerated and want to come to our church and say, well, I'm not so sure I can hang out with you. The question I have for each of us is what makes us sure we can hang out with each other? The difference is the blood of Christ, which forgives our sin and enables us to show forgiveness to other people. That is good news. And that's the bottom line. More of my conversation with Dr. Bruce Becker on true crimes of the Bible. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. Dr. Bruce Becker with Time of Grace Ministries is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. He's the host of the Bible Threads with Dr. Bruce Becker podcast, uh, which it sounds like, Bruce, what you were describing in the earlier segment, uh, that was not something that you aspired to as a young boy, saying, I can't wait till I'm hosting a syndicated podcast with thousands of people listening to it all the time. You've been more of the behind-the-scenes operational guy uh what's it been like for you to be in front of the camera in front of the microphone uh these past 14 years or so
1: it was a little bit of a slow start in that i i had to get comfortable with it i had to figure out what i was going to talk about what the what the series were going to be um and and so some of the organization that went into the podcast is is that i do series with 10 episodes okay. and then i go on to a different series my best ideas for podcasts come from other people. Hmm. Uh, they say have like this one, as I explain in the introduction to the uh, the book. It came both from my family uh, and also from my colleagues at Time of Grace. And the hmm. final the, the final title uh, came from one of the members of our board uh, at the, on the
0: Time of Grace board. Mm. Well, True Crimes of the Bible is a very attention-getting title, and that's the name of the brand new book from Dr. Bruce Becker, which we have linked up at thebottomlineshow.com A look at 10 different crimes that happen in Scripture, and sometimes they have uh, more of a criminal narrative. Sometimes there's a a bit more, uh, well, you know, God God being God, you know, a little more merciful and uh, and holy and compassionate, as opposed to just being judgmental and, uh, uh, you know, the God who's the righteous God. I mentioned before the break, I mean, you can't have a conversation about true crimes in the Bible without talking about King David and his family. And yet, this is the guy who, Scripture tells us, is the man after God's own heart. This is the guy who conquered Goliath, this is the guy who, you know, was the the, the heir apparent in the Saul economy. What, oftentimes, I have a tendency to think that we in the body of Christ will compartmentalize David, and we're either following David with the harp, David with the five smooth stones, as opposed to David with a family that just looks like it's right out of a soap opera. <laughs> Talk about how you approached David's family in this new book, True Crimes of the Bible.
1: Well, you've got to start with David himself, because he really sets the tra- trajectory for what his family is going to be like. And so with his adultery with Bathsheba, and then mm-hmm. the, uh, she becomes pregnant, the murder of U- Uriah, uh, the Hittite, um, and then the fallout after that, his son dies, and things just weren't the same after after that. And Uh, So many of the characters uh, that come in the Bible stories, uh, you know, the generals and and his sons, uh, you know, the generals are all his relatives. Uh, Mm. You know, he had relatives close to him, uh, but they did some awful things. They murdered each other um, uh, and uh, Absalom uh, took revenge out on on his brother who had uh, raped his sister it's just one tale after another and you see how you see the ramifications and the consequences of criminal activity when we do things wrong it can have consequences Mm -hmm. and in the case of david those consequences extended for generations in his family
0: yeah, it, it, the, the generational curses are the things that always intrigue me, because I, I'm always taken, whenever I'm reading Old Testament about David— is David's love for God and love for the positions of God, the things that God has called him to, the fact that he did not take advantage of the many opportunities he had to kill Saul, the fact that he was weeping like crazy for Absalom, even though here's his son he was trying to overtake. I mean, you could really see through uh, the, the exterior and the problems and the problematic relationship David had to see the heart of God, and that's where the justice seems to be meeting out uh, the way it, it it does. Now, so many people will look at Scripture and you'll see generational curses or this, that, and the other thing. Dr. Bruce Becker, how do you explain to people who say, look, I, I don't believe that God does generational curses to us now, especially in the body of Christ, but I see that happening in the Old Testament and how it impacted to two and three and four generations. What do these true, tri- true crimes of the Bible teach us about the way God is meeting out justice even today?
1: the fact that god has penned these uh, stories and accounts uh in the bible uh we ought to stand up and pay attention to them even though we are now in the in the new testament uh, because if if we fail to carry out God's will in our families, we do something to uh, push our, our our children, our grandchildren uh, in the wrong direction. Well, we're going to experience that. That's not God's fault. Uh, mm-hmm. That's because we are, are sinful human beings. And when we do not act in alignment with God and his will, then we can expect that things aren't going to go the best. They're not going to go well.
0: Dr. Bruce Becker is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. He's the author of the new book called True Crimes of the Bible. We have a link for that up at the thebottomlineshow.com. In addition to more information about his ministry, Time of Grace, or the ministry he's a part of, uh, timeofgrace.org. Uh, in our final moments together here, Dr. Becker, we'll t- talk about, uh, you mentioned getting into the New Testament, and of course, you, you can't help but look at the uh, the Saul to Paul conversion and, and see how uh, there are crimes that were committed against the people of God, and then sometimes there's that change of heart, there's that turn. Talk about how what we see in Scripture with a lot of the crime that is committed is that God's justice is meted out, but also God's righteousness and mercy and compassion shows forth, even to the point of changing the hearts and minds and lives of people who are committing some of these crimes.
1: Yeah, our God, uh, that's the one thing when you see how God responds to people who have a faith relationship with him. Uh, even though they have strayed, they've wandered away, they've done some horrendous things, God wants to call them back. And Saul is, Saul turned Paul, is the probably the best example of that in the entire New Testament where there he is uh, watching uh, the stoning of, of Stephen after Stephen gave just a tremendous confession of faith and a recap of the history of the Old Testament, um, and he gave his consent to that stoning. And so on the road to Damascus, God uh, directly uh, took some action. And so Jesus shows up uh, in a bright light and um, asks Saul, why are you persecuting me? And that starts the ball rolling for Saul to repent uh, and to realize that his past of persecuting Christians was the absolute wrong thing to do. And so God's God's mercy uh, shows up in the, the life of Paul.
0: I love that. Dr. Bruce Becker is my guest. True Crimes of the Bible is the book. It's up at TheBottomLineShow.com. Dr. Becker, were there any of these stories that surprised you a little bit or that you said, oh, boy, I've got to put this one in because this is really going to blow somebody's mind? I think
1: for me personally, well, the, the one in the uh, in the Old Testament where you have the Levite and the concubine, concubine that is just a horrendous story. Mm-hmm. But The one that intrigued me the most were the Herod's. Uh, Hmm. Look at uh, both of the Herods, both the one at Jesus' birth and then the one who uh, put uh, John the Baptist uh, to death. And just to to dig a little bit into their mindset and why they did what they did and why they were so paranoid, Um, you know, and that's part of that is the culture that that kings and rulers were assassinated regularly from from their from within and from without. Uh, So I found that one. I I learned probably the most as I dug deeper into uh, the history of those uh, Roman emperors.
0: There's so much crime that is recorded in Scripture. Oftentimes, you know, if we listen to the financial people, they'll say, Jesus talked more about money, and there's grace, there's forgiveness. But when you look at the actual crimes, and you see that they're, they're presented for our benefit, I mean, they obviously actually really did happen. But they're presented for our benefit not to be salacious or gratuitous, but rather to be uh, sources of edification and encouragement. Um, It's got to be very rewarding for you, Dr. Bruce Becker, to get the reaction you're getting from this book and also from your Bible Threads podcast. Take the last 60 seconds of our time together to talk about how uh, compiling this work, which started as part of that podcast and now is in book form, uh, has been a, a, a kind of a breath of fresh air for your own faith journey as well.
1: Well, I... I found so much benefit in doing it. I'm thinking of doing another uh, series of uh, more true crimes. Excellent in, in the Bible, and do another ten because there's there's plenty and there's so much to learn uh, from. Digging deeper into these into these stories and see how God responded and then how uh, what it means for us and and that we need to maintain a strong faith relationship with our God, because only there will we experience his his love and mercy.
0: Amen. Uh, Amen. I love that. That's that's powerful, and I can't wait to see the follow-up round two of True Crimes of the Bible. Dr. Bruce Brecker, the Executive uh, Vice President of Operations of Time of Grace Ministries, the host of the Bible Threads podcast, and now the author of the first of what will be at least another book, uh, True Crimes of the Bible, which we have up at the bottomlineshow.com. Bruce, great to get to spend some time with you. Thank you for the book, and thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line.
1: Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure.
0: Man, what a powerful discussion. It's so grateful to get to spend some time with Dr. Bruce Becker today talking about true crimes of the Bible, this outstanding resource, which we have linked up at thebottomlineshow.com. But if you go to Time of Grace Ministries, you won't find a copy available for purchase because they're all sold out right now. They'll get more, but fortunately, we have a copy to give away, and we're doing so right now. Precious Commodity. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, we have one copy of Dr. Bruce Becker's book, True Crimes of the Bible, to give away. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line show. As I mentioned earlier, this is an important uh, study for us to take a look at if you have someone in your world that's in the legal system right now, maybe they've been incarcerated. I, I still think of a very dear wom- woman at the church I used to minister at uh, here in Southern California who had a son who uh, had, a, had an habitual problem with drugs and kind of small time crime. And when he was on it, he was on it. He was, I mean, just in terms of he was volunteering at the church and just the nicest guy. And when he would stumble and struggle, sometimes he would just, he'd steal a bike or something like that and get arrested and thrown back in the system. And uh, at one point, I remember her telling me after church with tears in her eyes, she said, you know, Robert was up for parole. They were going to let him out early because of good behavior. But there was a form to sign and he didn't want to sign it. He just, he got stuck in that mentality. And, you know, for if you've never been arrested, if you've never been incarcerated, then it's probably a foreign concept. And if you don't have family members who ever have uh, or friends, then it's, it's tough to, kind of imagine what this is like but if you ever have a chance to visit a prison ministry, um, I encourage you to do so and then take a look at those people who have been locked up as it were and ask yourself the question what kind of lo- what does the lockup look like on the eternal judgment in terms of the sins that we commit and think about the fact that as Christians, I mean everyone Romans tells us all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The whole reason for Jesus coming to earth was because God so loved the world that he wanted to reconcile mankind with himself and also all of creation with himself. And a lot of the weird stuff that you and I see happening right now is really just the reclamation process. It's God restoring things to order. It's the reason why you're seeing big time ministries falling apart. And I say big time in air quotes. The reason they're falling apart is because they weren't built on anything and God's restoring. He's saying, hey, forget it. This is, this is Jesus overturning the tables at the temple when the Pharisees were charging people usury fees to pay the temple tax, when they were uh, telling them their, their sacrifices weren't good enough and uh, they had to spend exorbitant amounts of money to buy the sacrifices that were approved by the temple. When Jesus said, my house is a house of prayer and you've turned it into a den of iniquity, Well, that's exactly what he was talking about. So it's not that we should get all excited that Jesus was some kind of bad dude who came in with a whip, but rather he was saying, look, I'm restoring things to order here. I did not come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. And oftentimes I wonder how many of us in the church, George Barnett is going to join us uh, in another week to talk about this fact that biblical worldview among professing Christians in the culture dropped dramatically during the pandemic. And maybe it didn't necessarily drop, maybe we just kind of shook, shook loose some of the loose leaves, some of the dead fruit of people who thought they had a belief system. But otherwise, well, one of the statistics George even shares is the fact that the people who believe in moral absolutes actually went up by 6%. But the number of people who believe that God is the source of those moral absolutes went down by 6%. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is I believe that I am a super moral person and I am my own standard. (laughs) Oh, heaven help us if we practice that sin. But if you think of your sin as I got away with it and I'll pray a prayer later and go to a Bible study and I'll be fine, that's one thing. But if you think of your sin as, okay, this is me standing before God and in handcuffs going to jail, it puts your sin in a whole new light. Uh, we've got a link for this book, as I mentioned, up at the thebottomlineshow.com about the true crimes of the Bible. As we continue, a crime has been committed against a man who was pretty defenseless, who was doing the horrible evil work, and I say that in air quotes, of delivering food and supplies to needy people in Mexico, 79 years of age, robbed and then beaten to death. We'll talk about his story coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. My thanks again to Dr. Bruce Becker, What a a great conversation. I just love how kind of of matter-of-fact nonchalant he is, but what a powerful story that he has put together for us in the brand-new book uh, called True Crimes of the Bible, Scandal, Murder, Adultery, Forgiveness, Faith, and Hope. It's up at TheBottomLineShow.com, courtesy of our friends at Time of Grace Ministries. And uh, the book has sold out like crazy, but we have a copy that we're giving away today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, the, uh, uh, the book you're asking about is True Crimes of the Bible by Dr. Bruce Becker. 800-227-5278. You know, it's interesting how many people wind up uh, doing God's work and committing crimes as a result of the fact that they're doing it. We hear too many stories of men and women who work for churches and then wind up embezzling money. Or I mentioned the Ravi Zacharias case uh, earlier in the program. And it's a, it's a shame when you think of people who will, on one face, are doing God's work. You know, They're out there and, you know, preaching the gospel, sharing the good news. And then on the other end of the equation, there are people who do God's work and do the work of an evangelist or you know, someone who's helping others. And they wind up on the receiving end of someone committing a crime. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the family of Rudy Lazo, who uh, was beaten to death during an apparent robbery. Um, he was doing a mission trip in Tijuana. Elderly man that had driven down to deliver donations to people in need. 79 years of age. This is a guy who immigrated to the U.S. from El Salvador in the 1980s. He worked as a truck driver, had a passion for helping people in and around uh uh tijuana uh, literally just went there to help out i mean just to bring some supplies uh you probably know uh someone who uh, friends of ours years ago uh mom was a nurse dad was retired and they used to drive to tijuana once or twice a month to bring supplies get supplies they could find some medications that were a bit less expensive that they brought back not mentioning any names because i don't know about the legality of that but uh, it's interesting um, to see that this poor guy, um, you know, who has been making this trek for quite some time, uh, was literally in Mexico helping people out. He used to drive people around, run errands, this, that, and the other thing, just like to help the people of Tijuana. Obviously retired at age 79 and um, he was down there in April and uh, was uh, literally beaten to death. He was robbed and then beaten to death and ask you to pray for uh, the family of Rudy Lazo a 79 year old man uh, from San Bernardino actually who um, emigrated from El Salvador and wound up paying the ultimate price and God I just pray that you comfort his family during this time that you would encourage people who are making that trip for those of us who know people who are doing great mission work in and around uh Tijuana and all throughout Mexico, it's getting a lot more dangerous there for Americans and especially for Christians to go down and do the work. And we, uh, we, we know that people are, are encouraging uh, extreme caution even to Baja, California and uh, places that are pretty common for our bottom line show audience, especially in Southern California, up to San Diego. So uh, please send your comfort to Rudy's family. And um, I pray that we would not grow weary in doing good, even though we realize that the world has gotten so crazy that we run the risk of actually paying the ultimate price for our good deeds. But uh, thank you, Father, for hearing this prayer and answering it in Jesus' name. Amen. By the way, speaking of good deeds, I want to encourage you. We see how precious life is. We understand that there are people who are trying to snuff out life even before it gets here. That goes back to biblical times. I mean, we think about the Herods that, uh, uh, that uh, Bruce Butler was talking about. Uh, in the uh, in the book True Crimes of the Bible Bruce Becker rather and uh, you think about the infanticide you know that was the common order of the day in Jesus' day and how our friends at Preborn are literally fighting that same battle today uh, they're fighting it with the truth they're not backing away from this i mean we know that when women are faced with a pregnancy that perhaps they didn't plan for maybe it's a single mom situation and dad says oh wait a minute it was all fun and games until you got pregnant but i'm there's no way um, and we know that the vast majority, literally, the Charlotte Loser Institute indicates that as many as 97% of abortions in the United States are unnecessary and completely elective. In other words, it's for mom's convenience. And as more than half of abortions are now so-called quote-unquote chemical abortions with pills, this is a golden opportunity for us in the body of Christ to take a stand for the sanctity of human life. Your tax-deductible donation to pre-born right now Every $28 you donate means one more ultrasound appointment can be kept by a mom who's going to see ultrasound images of that soon-to-be-born child and also hear the baby's heartbeat, find out how far along she is, and then get recommended for resources for if she wants to be a mom, you know, we'll connect you with an OBGYN and help you with whatever your situation is. If you want to release the child for adoption, you can do that too. And they'll help you connect with uh, adoption agencies and the legal side of the equation. And sometimes for a young woman who's pregnant and doesn't know what her options are, becoming effectively an adoptive surrogate mom for a couple who can't have children is a fantastic way to go. All your medicals taken care of. There's usually a stipend for mom, and the baby is placed into a fantastic home. Make that $28 donation right now to Preborn. Make it every month. Sign up as a monthly donor, either $28 for one child or $56 for two. Or why not do $280 and save 10 babies right now? 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-2229. Or go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. Follow the prompts. Uh, Michael and Temecula did a $28 one-time donation this week. Thank you, Michael, for that gift. Uh, we've had several people donate $28 a month, $56 a month. That's what my wife and I uh, do on a regular basis. Um, or make that big donation. Let's get a whole ultrasound machine, $15,000. Can you do that? It's completely tax-deductible. 833-850-BABY, 850 or go online to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com and give your best donation online. Take a short break, and when we come back, a milestone here at the Bottom Line Show that I want to commemorate coming up next as the Bottom Line continues. 2229 Make your best donation right now. $50, $100. Maybe you want to give $15,000. It's completely tax deductible. We've had a couple of bottom line listeners step up and do just that. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Just a few moments left for you to call in and get in on the drawing for Dr. Bruce Becker's book, True Crimes of the Bible, Scandal, Murder, Adultery, Forgiveness, Faith, and Hope. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to The Bottom Line. National Crawford Roundtable coming up in just a couple moments. Uh, if you're a KCBC listener, you've got Discovering the Jewish Jesus coming up next. I want to break uh, at the end of this hour a little early here to offer my heartfelt congratulations to a young man who's very, very important in my life. Well, he's not really young. He'll be 29 in October. Uh, but that is my son, Jacob. Earlier today, Lisa and I had the privilege of uh, attending a special ceremony at Cal State Fullerton. That was earlier this morning. Uh, Jake was an undergrad student when COVID hit, and so he earned his bachelor's in music at Cal State Fullerton back in 2020, and there was no walking, no marching, no ceremony. Uh, This morning, he was awarded his master's in music degree uh, in trombone performance. Jake's an excellent uh, musician Uh, He's a trombone instructor. Actually, he's band director at Elise Viejo Christian School, also orchestra director. He's a great singer and he's a great conductor. You don't find too many people who can do all three as well as my son does. But uh, I just want to say, Jake, I'm so proud of you and uh, and so happy for you. Uh, You have been gutting this thing out. I don't know how anybody has been able to maintain as solvent as you have in your young years with the workload of the school load that you have done. But son, I'm proud of you and I love you so much and it was such a joy to watch you get your hood this morning and to have this uh, special day to celebrate with family and uh, to have your sister there too it was just it was really uh, very very precious and very special and uh, I know your mom uh, is looking down uh, from on high and uh, please know that Lisa and I were uh, so happy to be there and watch you witness that special day Congratulations, son. I know you've still got a bright future ahead, but today was just a day to celebrate, so I want to congratulate my son Jacob on uh, earning his master's in music at Cal State Fullerton earlier today and uh, getting to walk, finally, since he didn't get to do that. Thank you, COVID, and thank you, government officials who shut down all those, uh, those close call uh, proximities, but it was well worth getting up at the crack of everything to get to the school by 8 o'clock to watch you get that award. Okay, Uh, for a KCBC crowd, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And you've got Discovering the Jewish Jesus coming up next. For those who remain, another three-man edition of the Bottom Line Show. Neil's on vacation, but Bob is back. And Bob and John and I will be taking on the news of the day through the lens of scripture, taking a look at Memorial Day weekend coming up and what on on earth is happening in our nation's capital uh, as it pertains to those of us in the body of Christ. NCR coming up next as the Bottom Line continues.